In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a book that I'm actually reading, and it kind of talks about this concept about being a drifter and how the devil causes us and leads us to becoming drifters. And this is the reason why couples are not getting engaged, couples are not getting married, couples are not living out lifelong marriages because of becoming a drifter. And uh, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about in this episode. So let's go. The real question is this. How can you be more intentional in your relationship before the wedding day so you can live out a Christ-centered marriage that doesn't just survive, but thrives? Welcome to the Journey to Marriage show. We are your hosts and relationship coaches, Rafi and Sarah Fiolina. We believe that if it takes almost a decade to prepare for the priesthood, that a single course or retreat isn't nearly enough to prepare for a lifelong marriage. We help couples like you enter into your marriage vocation with confidence through developing your relationship. We're glad you're here. Now let's get started. Aloha and welcome to episode 235 of the Journey to Marriage show. This is Rafi and today I'm going to be talking about why you should avoid becoming a drifter. And uh, you might be thinking, oh, drifter, like Fast and the Furious, like Tokyo Drift. No, that is not the drifting that I'm talking about, where you're pulling the e-brake and you're, you're, you're doing things <laughs> with your car. I don't know how to even describe it. Um, but yeah, that's not the drifting that I'm, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about this concept of being a drifter uh, it's actually from from this book that I'm reading right now called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. And uh, he's very well known in the self-development, self-help like industry and writing all these different types of books. He's kind of like the the guru of personal development. Um, I, I guess I want to make a disclaimer. Like, I think it's important when you're reading self-help and personal development i don't think it's necessarily wrong or immoral what i do think is you got to make sure and understand that some of the things that they're they might be teaching is might not be in alignment with the faith so i mean those are things that i was like pointing out like how he believes what the devil is and what sin is and all these different things i felt like it was a little off it's not really in alignment with our faith however the the messaging of the book and like the bottom line of what he's trying to share is pretty accurate as to what the devil does um, in people's lives to to cause them to drift, right? And um, this is kind of like what what he was talking about. So um, so yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know that like if you guys are reading like secular personal development books, all these different things, like be careful, like make sure you're reading it in the lens of a Catholic faith and just question things like, Hmm, is this right? Is this wrong? Like if you gotta, if you got to like get counsel from somebody to help you really understand, like, is this in alignment with faith? Like feel free to reach out to those people and don't like, don't read these types of books and be like, accept everything is true because some things that might be very secular. And yeah, I just kind of want to put that out there because yes, I do read personal development books, but I'm very cautious as to what I'm applying and what I'm not applying, like what is true and what is not. And uh, that's why it's so important. Okay, anyways, becoming a drifter. So I think this is the key. Like one of the biggest challenges that 
a lot of couples face on their journey to marriage is this fear of actually getting married. This, uh, getting married, this fear of commitment, this fear of oh no, I need everything needs to be perfect before we actually do the thing. And what happens? We like couples drift. There's people that have this intention, although it sounds good, but then they end up dating for years and years and years, and then. It ends up turning into a more toxic relationship than actually getting them into a holy relationship, a holy marriage, does completely opposite of what they intended. Why? Because this indecision is kind of like a concept of what a drifter would would be like. And like the person that influences somebody to be a drifter is the devil. And that's kind of like what the book is talking about, where um, the the author, Napoleon Hill, it was actually interviewing the devil. It's kind of like this uh, really interesting interview. And he's like put into, he's put on the spot where the devil has to reveal everything like and uh, and help everybody understand why he does the thing he, do, he does. And like he can't hold back like in this interview. It's really interesting. Like he can't, he can't prevent himself from sharing the truth of why he caused people to be drifters and why sin happens and all these different things. Like he has to reveal everything. So in this whole book, um, it talks about like the devil revealing the reasons, like the reason why people drift. And it in the book, it's like talking about the definition of the word drift is people who who do little or no thinking for themselves, like those are the drifters. Like these are the people that let themselves be emotionally tossed around, um, allowing external factors to dictate how they live their life. They're just out of control. They lack confidence. They can't make decisive decisions. So they just, they're just always following. And um, their minds, like they can't make decisions for themselves. They're kind of just like stuck and just kind of, doing the same thing over and over and over again uh, those are the drifters and they're not really living in a place of faith they're living in a place of fear um, and those are the drifters and like a lot of the, the the things that like drifters do is number one like indecisiveness like people who can't make a decision for themselves they're always like they're always just anxious and trying to like get so caught up in looking at all the information and the resources and don't get me wrong seeking counsel is good but it it could kind of, it could get to that point where it's so excessive where you're just always seeking information you're always like finding out other people's opinions on what you should do and you get stuck and you're not doing anything like that's the indecisiveness that I'm talking about um, drifters are also living in a place of worry they're always in a place of fear they're always living in a place of scarcity that Oh man, if I do this, there's not going to be enough. Like if I have kids, there's not going to be enough money. Like uh, that's why I shouldn't have kids or I don't have money. So I, I shouldn't get married because like it takes a lot. Of, like the weird, the worry that there's not going to be enough for them. Right. Those are the drifters. The drifters are people who have, who lack confidence, who don't have self-control. They fall into addictions of sex, alcohol, drugs. These are people who are afraid of committing in marriage these are people who are afraid of not getting married and making sure like oh everything needs to be perfect and all these different things like those are, are like those temptations that the devil puts in people's lives to drift to drift away from god like like if i'm if i were to kind of like understand this like 
that's what the devil is trying to do, like drift, like drift you away from God and towards um, the evil one and his temptations and him indoctrinating you that you should live in a life of fear and scarcity and all these different things. Um, but here's the reality, like that's not what we should be living. Like as a, as a follower of Christ, we understand that he gives life to abundance. Like he provides everything that we need if we put that full confidence in him. Okay, so the the key here, like if you want to get married, like if you want to get engaged, you want to take that next step, like the key here is to avoid being a drifter. Okay, so how how do you become a non-drifter, like the opposite of a drifter? I mean, there's certain things that um, this book was kind of talking about that really spoke out to me, and I think it's, it's really key, especially when you're discerning, when you're dating and you want to be engaged or engaged, getting married, like all these different things, and even in marriage, like, how do you continue to sustain that that love, that intimacy, even when it gets hard? I think the first thing it, that's important to becoming a non-drifter is to be definite with your purpose, okay? Knowing what you are working towards and actually working towards them, right? And that means, like, setting goals, and actually working towards them, having a purpose-driven life. And I think it's important also to understand God's purpose for you to life, in life, which is what? To be holy. And he calls us to several vocations that can give us that path. And one of those paths is marriage. Of course, there's priesthood, there's religious life, there's, there's like all these different paths, but marriage is that vocation. And understanding that if that is what you're feeling called to, you've got to be definite in your decision to set goals and to make the necessary decisions to get you to that destination, right? Rather than just kind of being willy-nilly and just kind of like thinking that it's going to happen on its own or just like waiting for God to give you a sign because you might be waiting forever because maybe God might not give you a sign, but you still got to make a decision, right? We all are responsible for making decisions, okay? So the definiteness of purpose and the definiteness of just making decisions, okay? Another thing is creating self-mastery, right? When you think about the saints, they mastered this area of self-mastery. Like they weren't they weren't so opt to just indulge in their passions, right? Indulge in the desires of the world. They've learned how to discipline themselves from these impulses, from all these different things that are being thrown at them, and they don't give in to those lazy habits or, or creating these n- new bad habits. Like they know how to, t- they know how to um, master their minds, which allows them to make those decisions. Right? It allows them to be definite into what they're pursuing, which is holiness, which is God. Right. So it's important in mastering ourselves and by always investing in ourselves, right? Always developing ourselves, learning new skills. I think it's also important spiritually to be fasting and abstaining more routinely, not just the the typical obligations that the church provides, but actually creating this as a maybe a weekly routine. Fasting and abstaining because that that is the the thing that's like taming our flesh from not having to indulge in everything that is thrown at us and, and instead having that power to choose like that's how that looks good that cake looks good but i'm going to choose not to because i know 
there's there's so much more better than to just indulge in this cake that that I could get if I if I choose not to, right? Um, and the same thing with sin, right? Choosing not to sin when there's a temptation out there. So number two is that mastery over self. I think another thing that can really help here is to choose the right even when you're not ready, okay? I think this is so important, so important, especially for couples discerning marriage that like a lot of couples are just stuck. They're dating for years and years and years and end, not really getting to where they want to be, which is married, because they're waiting for this perfect time to get married. They're waiting for that perfect career. They're waiting for the the school or whatever, like their professional lives to be aligned. Like they're waiting for their finances to look right. Like they're waiting for the perfect thing and they're not choosing. And I remember one of, one of our students um, shared this on one of our masterminds I did with just all the men. And he, what he shared was like, if we wait to be perfect to get married, then we're just going to be single all our lives. And I'm like, that is genius. Like, that is so true. Like, we'll, we'll never be, like, truly perfect, right? Here in this world, we're perfected in, in heaven, like, in full perfection in heaven. Of course, we can grow in virtue. We can grow in this perfection throughout our lives. Um, but we don't have to necessarily be at that state to get married. Instead, think about, like, who is that person that I want to spend the rest of my life with that is going to help me become perfected in my virtues. Like who is that person that I want to choose to, to be there to support her or him that yes, they are imperfect, but they are striving for virtue. Like who is that person that I want to be there to support them in that journey as well? See, it's, it's better to be confident and decisive. Even if you have like an average plan, like if things don't align, it's good to be confident and decisive versus being extremely cautious, overthinking, wait to making sure everything's perfect and just waiting for that perfect opportunity because that perfect opportunity never really comes. Like sometimes you just got to take that risk and you got to choose the right, even though you're not ready, even though everything is not like all the ducks are in the row. And I think that leads to my last point is to put all the trust in God and not yourself. See, so often we we get into this phase of like, oh, I got to make sure this is perfect, all these things. And that's like putting trust on our own self, right? And when we know that we're unable to to do all these different things because we are imperfect, we're sinners, then we don't, we don't, we, we're not decisive. However, if we put our full trust in God and we're confident in God and we know that he will give us the necessary graces, he will give us the necessary resources to live out a marriage, to, to do anything that we work towards, then what is there to fear, right? Is in, in the scripture, we're talking about how when he called his disciple to walk on the, on the water, and he was walking in the water, but then as soon as he started having this worry, this fear, he started to sink, right? That's, when, that's what happens when we lose that trust in God. 
Like at the end of the day, that, that, that's the core thing that's stopping us from being decisive, that's stopping us from being confident and actually making decisions is that thing. Like we're not putting our full confidence in him, we're putting it on ourselves. See, if you find somebody that you know you're, you, you vibe really well with, you know that you're in alignment with your morals and values with, you know that you would die for this person you would lay your life for this person. You know you would love this person no matter how many imperfections that they may have and that you will be them, be there for them to help to see them grow and flourish on their own through God's grace to be perfected in him. Like if you know all that, you got to put your trust in God and not in yourself. You don't have to wait until everything needs to be perfect to make that decision. That's a that's a myth. That's a thing that the devil does to drift us away from actually making the right decisions. Remember, like the sacrament of matrimony, that gives us the grace. Like that's the goal. Like if you get that sacrament, like God will give you the graces to live out your marriage. God will give you the resources to live out your marriage, to live out your parenting life, God willing, and all these different things. But it takes that full confidence and that full trust in God not yourself. I think that's so important. And I see it happen to so many people. Like when we have that confidence and we're not waiting for all the the things coming alignment, but actually doing the thing because we see the value of this relationship. We see where it's going. We see that it's good. We see that it's, it's, it's showing the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We see that this is a, this is a good person to marry. Like we see all these different things. We've got to decide. We've got to decide to act in a place of faith versus in a place of fear, which is where the devil drifts, will cause people to drift. So let us do that. As you guys are in the journey of marriage, like, remember, it's not about being perfect. It's about making those decisions, even though it's not going to be the greatest. Maybe you're, you're going to fail, all these different things, but it's better to make a decision. It's better to be living a life of confidence and being decisive versus a place of fear and of extreme cautious of worry of just waiting for the perfect opportunity because tomorrow is never guaranteed. So let's make those decisions, those necessary decisions now in a place of faith and know that God will provide. Okay. With that being said, hopefully you got some value from this episode. Let's be non-drifters. Let's, let's be like Christ. Let's be like his disciples, his first apostles who are filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happened when they were filled with the Holy Spirit? The worry is gone. The fear was gone. They went out. They did their thing. They shared the gospel of Christ with no fear, with no holding back because they knew the goodness of that. And that's what happens when we put our trust in God. And that is our call to you, my friend. That's our call to us, me and Sarah. Like we always have to, it's, there's a temptation to always like, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if we have the resources. Like we have those temptations, but we still choose to, to live in a place of faith versus in a place of fear and scarcity. Okay. So if that's something that you want to master in your relationship, like you want to learn how to have the confidence to make decisive decisions in your relationship so that you can get engaged, you can get married. Like you're not living in this perpetual state of, pre-marriage that you're just kind of like afraid to make that commitment but you know you 
deep down you that's what you really desire like that's what we help as as relationship coaches because the the root of self like the lack of confidence is number one the lack of confidence in god number knowing that like we're putting the confidence on ourselves that's one thing and another thing is the lack of competence like we don't know our skill set and that like we we haven't developed the skill sets necessary to actually have a good holy marriage like that is exactly what we do as coaches we help you develop the skill sets that you actually need to be competent and to be confident enough to take that next step into marriage with confidence with momentum with all the clarity to actually take over all the challenges that life will throw at you in your marriage and understand that God's grace will be with you in that in that whole vocation that's exactly what we help you do as coaches and if that's something that you want to master go to the link in our show notes book a free clarity call we'll be glad to connect and we'll help to show you the path on how you can go ahead and achieve that with that being said praying for all of you holy couples on your journey to marriage take care and god bless We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast so you can get notifications of future episodes. Secondly, would you mind doing us a huge favor? If you received value from today's episode, please share it with your friends. Then, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and this will also help us reach more couples preparing for the vocation of marriage. And lastly, if you want to go deeper with your life, spiritual, and relationship development, go to journeytomarriage.com slash resources to see a list of tools we personally recommend for your journey to marriage. Until Until next time, time, future future spouses. spouses.